to Morgan hasn't seen. We are in for another stupid probably time on uh, on on the Wednesday show. Do we call it the should we call it the Wednesday show? I mean, yes, because we just have so many shows now. Like, oh my god. Although <laughs> on none of none of which do we speak like that. No, should I do this on Machine Mondays? Like, oh my god. Do you think the fans would, like, love it? Well, it it depends. I mean, I can't, you know, I am a Schmodown fan, but I I can't tell what Schmodown fans like or dislike these days. So maybe maybe they will. Maybe they will like that. (laughs) Maybe the fans will like that. Who who the hell knows? Um, Hello, though, everyone. This is Morgan Hasn't Seen, where I haven't seen things. I am Morgan. Janine... Is with me as always. Uh, you like to force me to watch things, and you're forcing me to watch Terminator movies at the minute. I am. Yes. Um, and you, I know you're enjoying yourself. I am very much. I mean, I think this is probably one of the bigger franchises that you've missed that we've it covered is. on the show. Yeah. It is. It is undoubtedly. Um, so get your size and eye rolls out now, people. Just get them over with because we're doing it. We're covering it. I Morgan think, well, will be well versed in the Terminator by the end of this series. That should have, that should have <laughs> happened already last week when we talked. Well, I think of this course, one, about the first Terminator. This, this is definitely the more popular one, I would say, though. But why would I have seen this one and not the first one? A lot of people actually have, or like they've seen the second one first before they even saw the first one. For a lot of people, this was their introduction to the Terminator. I know it was mine. I didn't see the first one first. And therein lies the problem with an (laughs) eight-year sequel gap. And they, I think they made some efforts to make sure that this movie was kind of standalone because I was watching some kind yeah. of behind the scenes stuff. And there was a scene with Michael Bean and Kyle Reese, you know, a vision that she was having when she was in the asylum place. Um, I think that they, in, they decided th- to cut because they felt like it was too dependent on knowing stuff about the first movie. I think in the version I watched, I had that scene. <laughs> oh, I so think you watched the director's cut. <laughs> I think I watched one. And I know this wasn't right. I watched one that was like two hours, 33 minutes long. We are, of course, talking about Terminator 2 Judgment Day here, by the way, if that wasn't perfectly clear to everybody already. Um, Yes, I watched one that was like two hours, 33. I definitely had that scene with ghost Kyle Reese in the asylum. Did you have, and I really liked that scene, so I was kind of bummed that they took it out because yeah. I didn't realize how much I loved their little romance and their kind of build up and, you know. Arguably one of my favorite scenes in the whole movie. Them um, on the run together. Like, I really, I didn't realize how much I loved that whole romance with them in the first one because I think I've only seen the first one a few times and it had been years. So, um, kind of getting a taste of that again in this one was really nice. So I was kind of bummed that they cut that. I really like the first movie. I think that was made clear last week. Um, yes. I really, really like the first movie. Um, straight off the bat, let's get the boldest statement out there <laughs> right now, right at the beginning. 
Terminator 2 Judgment Day nowhere near as enjoyable for me as the first one. Okay. Um, uh, too much what? action, a little bit too action overkill for you. Exactly. Too much action. That's not me. You know, everybody watches movies differently. Everybody likes different things about movies. And it's weird because in some circumstances, I really do like stupid action, big action. In most circumstances, and I think it's fair and accurate to say, in most sort of popular circumstances, I'm thinking now about when we, you know, when we did Independence Day and stuff like that. I think in, in, in more popular circumstances for a popular movie, if it's big action, I don't tend to enjoy that too much. Um, and it that's, feels like it doesn't have a purpose. It's just there because that's what you're supposed to do as opposed to being there yeah, to help drive the story and drive the narrative. Kind of, kind of, yeah. And this is not to say that I did not enjoy Terminator 2. Because I did. It's a perfectly enjoyable movie. I just don't see how... And I say this, and I don't know why I say this, because of course it's all down to opinion. Um, but I'm going to say it like this anyway. I don't see how people could prefer this one to the first one. Uh-huh. But I can't say that. Because it's their own opinion if they do that. And that is something you cannot argue against. No. Um, people are free to like whatever they want, and I hope and they can argue for their opinion. That they of course. can't argue that somebody else's opinion is wrong. Really. Exactly, exactly. Um, I am just here to say, and I think it was purely the sort of the fact that the first Terminator felt grimy. It felt dirty and sort of it felt like a dingy movie. Um, it was clearly, clearly a much cheaper movie to make. It's very clearly. It just had and those. I think... Obviously, because it was, you know, essentially, was it was it James Cameron's first movie? Am I right in saying that? I don't think it was. Was it? It really was. No. Um, I'm not sure. Maybe I've just made a wild, inaccurate statement there. I can look I... while you finish okay. your point. <laughs> But the first Terminator felt, uh, it felt like a, like, and I said this last week, it felt like a sci-fi horror movie. And those sort of horror vibes, those simple, just almost slasher horror vibes that was in, that were in the, the first Terminator movie are basically gone in the second one in favour of big action big but set I, pieces a shinier look overall well yeah because he had the budget now i think the lack of budget limited the amount of action or how the action yeah. was done so there was more focus on the story just purely yeah. because of the limitations well i like that you know uh, what i would say to that is positive limitations um you know there's some you know you don't need hundreds of millions of dollars to make a movie 
good. That's why, I mean, look at look. Okay, look at in terms of in terms of superhero movies, right? Look at look at what Joker's just done. Yeah. With a sixty million dollar budget, I think. And that movie felt yeah, that movie felt small and independent in. Yeah, and I look, and I know this. I haven't even seen Joker yet either, but I just I could I just know, you know, what that movie looks like, and and you know what it feels like. I can tell just from looking at still images and seeing short scenes of the thing, and I know what so, that's like, as opposed to your, you know, big Avengers movie, that was yeah. great in its own right. Of course it was, but it's very heavy action and i know i get that's a very very general statement obviously because there's a certain special feeling that everybody has myself included that has with stuff like avengers and stuff like that i'm gonna start flubbing over what i'm gonna say right now and trying (laughs) to defend myself even more um because obviously that's a whole other argument. I don't even know why I brought it up because I'm only digging a hole for myself. No, oh, no, you're okay. And you weren't too far off. Aside from a short film called Xenogenesis, okay. Terminator was his second film. Okay. So he did a film. He directed Piranha 2, The Spawning in oh, 1981. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so ter- The Terminator 1984 was his second full feature film. So there you go. So it's probably absolutely his first where he had all this control over it. But yeah, as it was his story and everything. Yeah. But with a, a limited budget. And it felt like that. And I love it. And it's a weird thing to say. I love it when I can tell that movies don't have a huge budget. Because they yeah. do weirder things. Because they're forced to do weirder things. Because either the studio is like, I gave you this money, so you need to use it and make it bigger and bigger. Yeah. Or the the director and the people making the movie do that because they have the money to do it. So yeah, and they put all the things in there that they maybe didn't need or, you know, wanted to and kind of go crazy. So, And I know we talked about this last week as well, but that's what I feel James Cameron has done with pretty much the rest of his career. Yeah. After uh, yeah, you know, after after Terminator and probably especially Terminator Two because, like I said, it's very very, it's an excellently made movie. That you cannot dispute that Terminator Two is phenomenally well made for yeah. a big action movie. It's probably the best made big action movie I've ever seen. Just so happens, yeah. big action isn't my personal favorite. That's all. That's the only argument I can possibly have. Well, then you're gonna love the bonus pick. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, are we? Uh, do we? I'm, I'm pretty sure. I think most people know what that yeah. is. But we um, did two different polls, and on both polls, uh, the clear winner of our bonus pick, Arnold film, actually is even more fitting as it's a James Cameron film. Yeah, True Lies. True Lies. <laughs> so, but the thing is. Maybe in that circumstance, I will enjoy it. Because there's no definition to anything. Especially what I like and what I don't like. It can be very random. Um, You know, I like... I like 
stupid 90s action movies like Face Off and <laughs> like The Rock. I like those movies. Then you'll they're, definitely like True Lies. It's got ridiculous. the comedy in there. It's got the over-the-top action. Yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know why I like those movies. Or I don't know why I'm like, yes, let's celebrate this movie. This movie's great. This movie's stupid and wonderful. Maybe it's because it's a bit stupid. And maybe because maybe because it knows it's a bit stupid, something like that. Whereas Terminator yeah. 2... Terminator 2, obviously, it's not a stupid movie. It's a very sort of serious movie. Um, with Yes, it's got its comedy in there. Yes, it's got its, oh, let's treat Arnold... Like some sort of pet. Yeah, but, my cyborg pet. Yeah. Yeah, my, like my a pet Tamagotchi. cyborg. Tamagotchi. <laughs> um, which, to be honest, all of that stuff didn't need to be in there. Um, but it was a nice. Well, I mean, if relief. you were a kid with your own little cyborg, or big sure. cyborg, would you would you want to teach it cool things? And if I show it thumbs up and high five and. If I was twelve year old John Connor. Absolutely, I would probably be doing the exact same thing. But I'm not 12-year-old John Connor <laughs> anymore. Maybe once I was 12-year-old John Connor. I don't know. Um, but, you know, it was it, it was a relief from the sort of serious... Because it's an emotional movie as well. And like I said, it's made really, really well. Everything in this movie works exactly as it should do and it works perfectly in creating this really really excellent big action movie and i'll keep saying big action movie (laughs) purely because that's the descriptor i'm using for a genre that isn't my favorite unless it's stupid like i said which where's the, where's the line? There's no line. This is so no. confusing. Yeah, it's either very emotionally serious or like action, action, action. It, there does not really um, too much in between. I don't think. Uh, but even though I am bummed that that Kyle Reese scene got cut, I do not kind out of mine. That <laughs> I know out of your. You version. should have. But... You should have watched the. <laughs> you should have watched the two hours thirty three minute version. I should have. Did you have the scene in there with the mirror? With that mirror effect, where she's taking the chip out. Yes, yes, yes. Okay. I did. I liked that. Okay. Yeah, because I love that. It like it wasn't a mirror. It was her twin sister on the other side, doing the motion, and then like a body double of Arnold. So it was Arnold and the sister on the other side doing the thing, so that you could get a straight-on mirror. You see, there's image. still there's still <laughs> clever things. There's plenty of clever things happening. And this is my, you know, this is what James Cameron does really well. He is such a good innovator. He yeah. really is. And he does it again, obviously, with this, most famously with Robert Patrick's T-1000 being all liquid metal and the early... Effects for that. The You know, the early 90s CG, some of yeah. which still looks pretty good. Yeah. Some of which looks janky. Yeah, like his um little silver soap dishes on his uniform when he, when he gets shot. <laughs> Awful. Like you can tell that they're just like solid pieces that it's, are just like yeah, sewn to the suit. <laughs> they're just pieces of I don't even know what they are. They don't even look metal sometimes. They look like P 
paper mache that has just been put together. Imagine, I'm, I'm now just imagining James Cameron sat in some sort of dark room somewhere, just licking a load of pieces of paper, just trying to get them wet enough to stick on his paper mache bullet hole. Oh my gosh! Um, but the most famous, uh, the most famous effect scene in this movie is him coming through the bars of, yes. the, of the door. That still looks excellent. And I like the little I'm... touch of his hand getting stuck because the gun is obviously not part of him. So yeah. that part gets stuck. Like, I like that they took the time to just show that little hand getting stuck and like, oh, yeah, I got it. <laughs> I I honestly think, I honestly really, really thought that effect. I, I, I can't see that effect ever going, ever looking, you know, too old. I thought it was yeah. perfectly done. Um, and like I said, some of some of the... CG with with uh, Robert Patrick looked a little off, but it's yeah. it, it's not like it took For me the out time, of the movie. Yeah. It's fine. But I mean, you know, there are a lot you of effects look it. great, like the um when he gets frozen with the liquid nitrogen that yeah. looked really good. And then even when he the he breaks into pieces and then it melts again, and then all the pieces kind of come back together, that looked pretty good. Like yeah, and then I was like her I was li- judgment I day, a nice, uh, sprinkle death. Sprinkle death. I do like. I like a nice sprinkle death, like a Voldemort yeah, sprinkle death. A Bellatrix. Except nobody death. likes nobody likes Voldemort sprinkle death actually because it's not really anywhere he just near as effective. Off like, all, like dandruff. <laughs> he does. That's exactly what he does. Yeah, I call it a dandruff death. <laughs> dandruff death. Dandruff death is also alliterative. So that works better than Sprinkle Death. Although Sprinkle <laughs> Death is definitely funnier. Yeah. I um, so. Yes. <laughs> um, Sorry. What I was saying, um, it was just that I appreciate that they kind of made it, it that it could still be its own standalone thing. I think that's why so many people kind of were able to get introduced to this one first before going back because you didn't really need the first one to enjoy this one or get the story but you could go back to the first one and it just adds an extra nugget of stuff in there that'll help the story along i think yeah i think that's a a big positive to have with 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 both movies really i think they work really really well on their own um yes obviously together they create this larger story that is sort of yeah it's, 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 it's obviously worth watching them both in quick succession I yeah. feel I feel involved with the Terminator franchise now which is nice mm-hmm. um, um, well so this film is so steeped in pop culture that you kind of knew a lot about some elements of it Yes. So in kind of kind of having your preconceived ideas just based off of what you knew from just general pop culture, how did that feed into your your expectations of the movie? Did it um was it what you expected? I think it was exactly what I expected. To be honest, but like the stuff what um what I got wrong about the pop culture side of Terminator or the stuff that I already knew about the Terminator franchise in its whole thing was I thought Skynet would be present in the first movie Mm. and it obviously isn't 
I thought Arnold said, come with me if you want to live in the first movie. He says it in this movie. I, um, what else? There was, there's, there's other things. There's other little things like that. Or, the, yeah, the, um, I need your clothes, your boots and your motorcycle. I thought oh, that I'm going was to the, the bar first. to get the clothes. Yeah, okay. I thought that was the first movie. So there's things there that I knew, I knew existed. Just as general I just didn't stuff. know when they were, or how okay. they were factoring. Like for the longest time, since really I first got into movies and started watching random sort of YouTube movie shows, I've heard. Skynet, 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 such a big thing in movie pop culture, right? But it's not in the first Terminator movie. And it's That's... not even really that big in this one, which which surprised me just from my recollection of it, because I always think the same thing, and I hadn't seen this movie in a long time. Um but yeah, and that's kind of when I also realized that the action was a little bit overkill just because I remember there being more with Miles Dyson and all of that, but mm-hmm. All of that is kind of done so quickly because you need to get more action in there. Yeah. I I honestly think I know I've I know obviously I've watched this two, two and a half hour long version. I honestly think that might be why I also think it was a little bit overblown with action because maybe there was action stuff added in. Uh, um that's true. So, so maybe that's impacted it on as well. But if I hadn't have watched that I wouldn't have got that great sort of ghost kyle reese scene yeah and i really liked that scene i really like the again i really like the performances though like linda linda hamilton's even better and And then when now that you have that juxtaposition of her in the first movie being kind of scared and confused and reluctant to take on this role and then you kind of see her be more confident towards the end of that movie. And then here she's like tough and badass and flipping her bed over so she could do pull-ups and beating the shit out of everybody. Like, yeah, it's yeah. yeah. And like I said last week, obviously Sarah Connor is very similar to Ellen Ripley. Um, yeah. Almost identical character character types, really. Um, if I was to compare those two franchises um i would say i prefer terminator 2 to aliens okay. um but to be honest I maybe maybe i haven't watched alien in a long time and i'm probably i'm probably on recency bias right now but i would i would make the statement that i preferred the terminator to alien okay um, but I pr- I'm probably on recency bias. Um, Just because it's fresher in your mind. Yeah, but it, but I mean, you know, Alien isn't even a James Cameron movie. Yeah. So you, that you know, I'm not comparing absolutely directing there, <laughs> or absolutely directly. But in terms of the yeah, in terms of the second movies that are essential, that are both James Cameron movies and essentially act as the exact same movie for their respective franchises, Terminator Two is better than Aliens as okay. a movie. Okay. Um, it's got more stuff in there. It's got more stuff in there that I actually enjoy. It just so happens to feel at times in like the the end of the sort of sec. Like I really enjoyed the opening of Terminator Two. 
start of the second act when Arnold is is with uh, John Connor and Sarah Connor, and Sarah Connor's out of the you know institution now, and they're starting to get sort of ready to really sort of take on the T one thousand. That I really enjoyed. Then if then it, when it started to get into the actual chases and the action and there, it, there was just a, a certain time that I, I couldn't tell you exactly when but it went where it just went and my mind just went okay this is a little over the top now just yeah, tone it down too. tone it down a little bit and this would have been absolutely perfect and I think it is like the recency thing, like seeing the first one and then now this one so close together. I feel like the original Terminator and that chase and all of that yeah. just felt way more tense and way more impossible and way yeah. more nonstop. Like he's going to come for you no matter what. You can't run. You can't hide. All of that. Those emotions felt way more tense in the first one than this one. Um, so I don't know if it's just because there was more of them and like more people that who were more fighty and tough and knew how to handle it, but it just, it didn't feel as urgent, I guess. I don't know I just, what I, the difference I, was there, but. It's a tonal thing. It's a tonal thing because the first movie tonally is a horror movie. And this, the, the, the second movie tonally is an action movie. Yeah. That's the, that's the thing. You you never feel stakes in an action movie. You don't because they don't exist. Because there's always going to be somebody who's there who's just as equal, if not close to equal to the yeah. villain that can counter. So you have that with now Arnold being the kind of the protector. Um, so yeah, I guess that's why it doesn't feel as tense and urgent because you have another one there who's just as kind of equal as the yeah as the villain. That's what I that you know. That's what I think anyway, and that's generally what I do think about action movies. You and I like s- the idea of Terminator as a horror movie. Like I like that thought. Like I never really thought about it that way, but just I, the fear and the urgency of that whole chase and him being just unstoppable and crazy, like a Michael Myers or something. Like that it, scene it really can be seen as a horror movie. That scene in the first Terminator in the nightclub, when. Arnold comes in and he's looking around through all that mist in the nightclub for Sarah Connor and you get the glimpse of Kyle Reese just like, oh, what's Kyle Reese doing? Kyle Reese and Sarah sort of spot each other and, like, she thinks it's Kyle that's he's after the, her. Yeah. Um, but, but Kyle's also watching Arnold. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just, it's, it's such a good horror scene. Because yeah. nobody knows where they're at. There's this mist everywhere. It's busy. Everybody's yeah. tense. It's dark. And she doesn't really understand what's going on and who's really after her. So there's that confusion there. And then there's the, you know, it, it, there's the build, the build, the build, the build, the build. And the small little instant bit of action. That then calms down afterwards. Well, doesn't calm down afterwards. But it's not like, you know, monotonous action, which at some yeah. point you have a second to kind of breathe like. and try to understand what's happening. Yeah, um, non-stop action can be fun in something like, you know, the raid 
or something like that, where it is truly for the whole movie. It is just, okay, like bang, 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 or like John Wick. But you know what you're getting into with that sort of stuff. But for a movie like Terminator 2, which, you know, sets itself up mainly as a story movie, something like... A time you know, travel that, story at that yeah. that's already kind of very complex. Well, yeah, but I mean, to have... I'm just saying that in a way where, you know, t- if you're setting yourself up as a, like, I don't, there's very little story in any John Wick movie, you know, for example, it is literally all about the action and that's what you're going there for. And you know, that's what you're going there for. Yeah. Um. So, you know, it really, really works and I enjoy it. Um, I also think the actions in John in sort of John Wick and stuff is actually done kind of way better and choreographed way better. Um, yeah. But that's purely because it's an action movie of a different time, I think. Um, with Terminator Two, obviously, it's it's a story based movie with a lot of action. The action can take away from the story. There were some points when I was like, okay, wait, what's going on? Why are they chasing now? What's just happened? Let's just calm down. Let's go somewhere. Let's 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 you know regroup. But yeah. at the sort of start of the third act, there was very little of that, if any of that. Um, I actually I... really like the ending of the movie. That whole scene in the like in the factory yeah. thing situation. Really yeah. like that. The destruction of Robert Patrick of the T one thousand. Yeah. Really like that. And then Arnold crawling along the floor with his one arm because I, I think did he only you know, the the original T eight hundred in the Terminator only had one arm at the end as well. Yes. Um, before and he was the other one was in Skynet Labs. <laughs> Yes. Waiting to be um, duplicated and Yeah. Um but yeah, you're just crawling on the floor and then you know, like and of course I knew this scene, I knew Arnold going down into the molten, you know, metal and putting his <laughs> putting his thumb up because he's a little bit more human now. Yes, and like I like that they set that John up Connor. that he's yeah, that he they set that up that he says, you know, he's learning computers. So the more time he spends with humans, he learns from them. And that'll come into play in Dark Fate. So I'm glad okay. that you were, you were able to get some yeah. scenes. Kind I, of I like that. that. I like that. I don't mind the Terminator being more human. I thought it made for some uh, for a really great emotional moment at the end. A really great yeah. emotional moment at the end. Um so I like if that if that plays into Dark Fate, then yeah, I, I like that. Absolutely. And then I think um I think it's kind of what we discussed about the first one, like when we said in the first one how it seems like after that that point he kind of kind of sidelined maybe stronger emphasis on story to kind of innovate and worry focus on showing what he could do. James and I think Cameron that's did. My, yes, yes. Yeah. So I think that's where why the action feels maybe a little bit excessive because he's playing with his new technology and he wants to show it off. So I think that's where a lot of the excessive action. Yeah. So I think that's where it kind of goes a little bit overkill with the action stuff. Just, just to have scenes where you could show, Oh, look at this new thing I'm doing that nobody else is doing or whatever, you know? Look, look, he has done that and he has done it. Well, 
why the hell shouldn't James Cameron go exactly. look at this thing that I've that nobody <laughs> else has done before or that I'm doing now? Yeah. Let's it's milk it for all point. it's worth. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely do that, James Cameron, and good for you for doing it. Yes. It's just way too much sometimes, my friend. <laughs> yeah. But, you know, if I was in his position, I'd be doing the exact same thing. I'd be yeah. I'd be doing a movie that was not look. I mean, he did it with Avatar. He did a movie that was entirely this new level Playing of technology. With toys. Yeah. <laughs> and I dread to think what Avatar two and three and forty eight are gonna be. Oh, good lord. Um, <laughs> but I only dread to think what they're gonna be just because of. I don't know. I don't know why. Nobody needs them anyway. But look. James Cameron, that's been, what, 11 years now? When's the, when's the Avatar 2 coming out? Isn't that supposed to be next year? Mm, something like that. So that's, I mean, that's 12 years since his, since Avatar. Yeah. So, so that's, that's even long, that's four years longer than your Terminator break, James. Yeah. So, so maybe in a couple of years we'll get Titanic 2. Oh, God. Electric Boogaloo. <laughs> Titanic 2. What What even is Titanic 2 electric... I mean, we shouldn't make fun of, ty- of the Titanic. It's a legitimate human disaster. But Titanic 2 electric Boogaloo, where all the watery spirits of the drowned victims of the Titanic come alive and haunt New York City because that's where they're supposed to be going. Yes. I love and, that idea. Please make that and now. form form a breakdancing crew that terrorizes <laughs> New York City, and then the Ghostbusters have to come. <laughs> <laughs> and there's the crossover between exactly. Ghostbusters the, and Titanic. The the crossover everybody wanted. Everybody wanted. <laughs> Everyone Nobody needed. didn't know they wanted. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh. I love that. I I I I like that. <laughs> I like that. Um, but no, I mean, look. All and, and, and all I'll say I'll say this about you know the movie as well is Arnold's doing wonderful work again. Um, oh yeah, he, he's bringing you know in the eighties Arnold was less comedic than he was in the nineties, and I you know with Terminator two being ninety one. It's kind of like he's starting to, hmm, maybe I should start doing more silly comedy. Yeah. (laughs) Um, To which he did, and to success. Get our kindergarten cops and our twins. Because let's face it, they're all great and they're all stupid. Um, Jingle all the way. Oh my gosh. Jingle all the way. I love that movie. I love that movie. The stupidest movies. (laughs) Oh, the end. The ending of Jingle All The Way has to be the stupidest fight scene in the history of fight scenes. Ta-ta, Turtle Man. (laughs) I want my Turbo Man action figure. Well, shut up. My dad is Turbo Man. (laughs) Oh, God. Why would I want an action figure when I got the real Turbo Man at home? Oh my god, I'm sorry, Jake Lloyd. Oh, you, you've suffered enough. <laughs> oh, 
Oh, yeah, it is Jake Lloyd as well, isn't it? My it is. God. <laughs> Poor kid. <laughs> oh, dear. I'm not, I was just about to do my Arnold impression. I'm, I'm not going to do that. I promised people I would not do my Arnold impression throughout this whole thing. I've been doing way too many impressions on the on these shows recently. And I'm not going to do an Arnold Schwarzenegger one. Um no, but no, I, I feel like the I feel like, you know, it, it was a little bit of Arnold thinking let's let's start doing more comedic stuff. And that's fine. It's just you, you know, a step in his career. I do think the comedic stuff in Terminator 2 did didn't need to be there. Um I really preferred the I don't want to say one note because let's face it, Arnold Schwarzenegger's almost made an entire career of doing the same thing over <laughs> and over again, but it just so happens to work really well. It does. Especially it does. in the 80s. Especially in the 80s, but it worked every single time. I really liked that. I, there's, and it helps with the Terminator being a cyborg. Being not yeah, human, so he can keep it the fact simple that Arnold like, yeah. can can do it so well, um, because let's face it, Arnold's a bit inhuman anyway. Yeah, <laughs> you know, just Very, in the way a bit stiff, a bit stiff. Well, he's just nobody looks like Arnold, do they? No human being has ever looked like Arnold Schwarzenegger, just in terms of physique, but then also. Yeah complete that, just intimidation that distinct accent and way of talking just and everything yeah there's it's very just, unique he's he is truly unique and there's something and this is not a slight but there is something that just really works about him playing a non-human heart cyborg <laughs> there just oh is gosh. and i think but i think he's embraced that Yes. I think he's embraced that throughout his career completely. And look, we said last week about how smart he is with his contracts and stuff like that. Oh, yeah. That he has been in his uh, in his career. His whole career, yeah. Um, he's really, you know, he's a great dude. I'm, I'm a big Very fan of smart. Arnold. I'm a big yeah. fan of Arnold Schwarzenegger and the fact that he smokes a cigar that's probably about three feet long. <laughs> wherever he's going at all points of the day. Yes. How does he and stay in such good would... shape? We're going to have to do an Arnold, an Arnold series. Just a random because... Arnold series? I don't know. I've seen yes. a lot of Arnold movies. Um, well, there was a lot on that poll. We didn't there was get not a lot man. on that poll. There's Total Recall, there's Running Man, there's Last Action Hero, all great films that you have not seen. So Okay, there was a few, but there was not a lot. <laughs> I think there's enough for a series. I think there's we can probably that there's probably <laughs> definite. There's absolutely enough for a series, yeah. Um that is true. But um before because I know we've got some we've got some nice voice messages as well today. We do. Which is always fun. Um before we say that, I've got to say about Edward Furlong. Because we haven't mentioned the oh, name really Edward Furlong throughout the whole thing, um, <laughs> he's a he, he's just yeah, you know, <laughs> he's kind of pretty. He's just um, I mean yeah. that was yeah that uh, was kind of <laughs> terrible, but he's exactly what I thought he would be. But I hate children like that. 
The squeaky, whiny children. Just a, oh, I'm John Connor. I'm. I don't care about you. Oh, let's mess around with my new Terminator friend. Oh, I'm such a grungy, grunge, grunge kid who plays around in the arcades. Bart Simpson has got you beaten in the <laughs> evil, or not the evil, but in the sort of uh, miscreant 90s child of pop culture. So John competition. Connor was basically a lesser Bart Simpson. Is that what you're saying? Yes, and I do not care if John Connor is the saviour of humanity. Because um, as far as this movie, as far as the end of this movie is concerned, Judgment Day may not happen because it has been saved. I don't know. I haven't seen Rise of the Machines, Salvation or Genesis. I don't know if Judgment Day <laughs> happens or not. Okay, guys, I'm going off Terminator 1 and Terminator 2 right now. I'm just saying that's what I got from the end of this movie, so maybe John Connor doesn't become the saviour of humanity because Arnold did it himself, or the T-800, or whatever it was in this movie. Well, none of that matters because it's all been retconned, so... That is true, but still. But, and Judgment Day is still on my birthday, so I'm glad that's still a thing. (laughs) It is. And the uh, hilarious thing is, is that I've found it hilarious ever since I found out when your birthday was, which was a good few years ago. Um, It is also the same day as my mother's birthday and my (laughs) brother's birthday. (laughs) Judgment Day plays a big part, apparently, in my life. Yes, it does. (laughs) Through no fault of my own. Um, I am not Miles Dyson. I did not create the Terminators. Which is, like, I really remembered there being more stuff with Miles Dyson. He was good, though. I liked him. I wish we just got a little bit more. I mean, you probably got more in your version. I don't know. That's maybe true. That's actually, that's maybe, this, that's maybe true. That is honestly probably true. Because I I, we like don't we see got... him for me. I don't see him until we don't see him until um, Sarah goes after him. She takes off in Mexico and she leaves them. She leaves the Terminator and John and takes off. And then they try to figure out where she's going. And then they figure out she's going to go take out Miles Dyson. And then he's at home playing with. And then he's at home. Things. He's on I the computer. Th- I think we do get a little bit of him before that. I think we do. Yeah, because I think I saw some deleted scenes like him and his wife and stuff. Um, but yeah, we didn't get none of that. We just, the first time we ever even see him is, well, we see him going into the lab and mm-hmm. show him do the lock thing. And that's about yeah. it. We don't really know anything about him or anything like that. But we really don't get to talk to him until Sarah tries to go kill him. All I'm going to say is that that dude clearly loves creating cyborgs. He does. <laughs> I'm, he I, I'm pretty sure that's, that got led to his uh, Justice League casting. Probably. <laughs> it makes kind of perfect sense. <laughs> yeah. The man who's created... I, I don't know the actor's name. I don't. But he has now created two uh, movie, two pretty big character Oh gosh, uh, I don't pretty remember. Pretty big character, oh. cyborg characters in in in, in movies. Uh... We shouldn't actually bring up Justice League this week, should we? I mean, it's been yeah, <laughs> absolutely I mean, it's everywhere. Been all over the place. Uh, uh, Joe Morton, Joe Morton, Joe Morton. Fair. Well, yes, yes, well done. Um, I like him. He's cool. Um, yes, Janine. Should we? Uh, 
Should we get onto our voice messages? I you feel should. like, I feel like I, I feel like I have said at least all, all I kind of needed to say about Terminator Two, and and in comparing it to the first movie, and giving my thoughts, in making me, you know, making people aware that I now feel like part of the Terminator franchise. I feel like I can have a nice discussion about the Terminator now, Janine, which is yes, a good thing. You are- it is a very good thing. You will not embarrass yourself in public places any longer because you know something about the Terminator. <laughs> I, um, yeah, I mean, it would have been very dangerous if I'd have gone. Um, Arnold says, come with me if you want to live in the Terminator. And everybody Jeez, would have gone, ha ha, you're wrong. <laughs> and I would have gone, you know. oh. <laughs> <laughs> you just the get more you know. Yeah. <laughs> We're bringing back that. Bring... <laughs> yeah. No, I, I would have definitely just got the warm, warm sort of sound, um, which nobody ever wants to hear. But here we are. We have voice calls today. We do. I love we have voice two. Calls. They're two point five, I guess. <laughs> two point five, yes, because people can't keep their voice messages under the allotted time that Anchor gives one for voice messages. But I'm not complaining in no. the slightest. Um, let's just get on to them, I think. Okay, so the first one we have is from our good friend Eric Monroe. Hi, Morgan and Janine. Sorry I haven't called in in a while. It's uh, It's been a rough month, uh, to say the least. But I did want to call in and tell you my favorite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie, and it is 1987's The Running Man. I absolutely love that movie. I love him as Ben Richards. I think he's so badass. I love seeing him try to navigate uh, in a battle royal against all these awesome stalkers who I, I like. To be honest, I love them all. I don't know if, who I could tell you which, what was my favorite stalker. They're all great. I love the look of the film. I think it's so perfect that they got Richard Dawson, the former host of Family Feud, to be in the movie to host this futuristic show, The Running Man. So, yeah, for me, it's The Running Man. So, yes, as I was telling you, I definitely want to do another just full-on random Arnold series just so you can watch Running Man because it is a really great movie. Didn't Richard Dawson, wasn't Richard Dawson that guy who used to, like, be creepy to everybody? Yes, he's the one who was always kissing the old ladies on the cheek. and So I think somebody did, like, a super cut of every time he, like, would kiss a contestant. Old game show hosts from the 1980s. We love you so yes. much, you so, weirdos. Yes. They actually got Richard Dawson to be the host of this crazy show, Running Man, which is basically like a Hunger Games, where they you have your, like, celebrity, like, killers who, like, are super famous, and, like, they throw somebody in there, and, like, they're getting chased around, and they actually get have to fight for their life or they'll get killed for real okay. so yeah it's like a crazy live you know game I show mean, obviously the only 1987 movie uh, with arnold i know is predator um not the creditor with chevy <laughs> not the cre- <laughs> <laughs> um, go listen to uh last week's machine mondays if you yes. want to know about the creditor <laughs> specifically starring chevy chase yes um is it better than Predator? Eric think Eric seems to think so. And of course, we uh, send our hearts and love over to Eric as well. I know he's been yeah, having a, a rough, rough a time, time lately. We love you, dude. And uh, yes. yes, we do. Yes, yeah. uh, we do. Big friend of not just the show, but ours in general. Yes. 
and uh, and we love him and we wish him all the best and we thank him for telling us that I need to watch The Running Man apparently because yes. he loves it and I trust his decisions. But I actually forgot. I think I actually have an idea for a good series that I can incorporate The Running Man in. So okay, we may be doing that at some point. Is it a movie? Is it a movies starring game show hosts from the eighties series? No, that that is not the series. Game shows. Old game, there's nothing quite like an old game show. They're so much better than new game shows, probably because they're a little bit weirder. Yeah, they could get away with it, I think, a little bit more. <laughs> like, they could definitely get it. There's some of the stuff they got away with is absolutely ridiculous. <laughs> but, like, especially for some, some, some reason as well, like, we have a lot of great game shows in Britain. We have had a lot of great game shows in Britain. But there's something inviting to me about American game shows from, like, 70s. It's just so unusual. I think it yeah. might be the fact that they have those really long, thin microphones <laughs> that look look like they're about six feet long, and they have to yeah, hold them by even, their own feet. Even all the way up to his retirement from The Price is Right, Bob Barker used that little... Oh, yes, he did. Like he never, he never changed to regular microphone. <laughs> yeah, that's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> game shows have gone down the toilet, as far as I'm concerned. That was a very aggressive phrase. <laughs> um, they have though. Can't make a good game show anymore. Terrible. Yeah. They're, they're just terrible. And I think it has. It has definitely got something to do with, like blind date. Blind Date was an outrageous television show. Oh, we had the Love Connection. I don't know if you had that with Chuck uh, Woolery. I don't know who Chuck. What we had? <laughs> Look, Blind Date was. I mean, it was hosted by. It was hosted by a, a a woman from Liverpool called Scylla Black, who people you know like or don't like. She's kind of like one of those. She was kind of a bit annoying, mainly because she was from Liverpool. Um, but you know, think of think of what, and you know, some of her political beliefs were questionable. But that's not the point. The point is the show, the 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 level, the level of innuendo, and outrage. Apparently, the most cheese ball of flirtatious line, oh, just made made because it was one of those where there's three dudes, like or like three women. And then the one dude or the one woman comes on and has to pick and ask random questions like, oh, number two, what is your favourite time to go shopping? And number two would say something ridiculous. You know, it's, it's all scripted. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> number two would just say something completely and everybody would go, ooh, <laughs> and wave their hands around. And and the person on the and you know the girl or whoever it was would would start blushing and then the host oh, would goodness. be like oh that was a bit cheeky wasn't it and it was oh, just oh god this is perfectly <laughs> absurd and I love it like 
love connection was kind of the opposite i i want to say it's been so long that I th- they went on the dates with these people so then they would come in and then they would like rate the dates how they went and talk about each person and how the date was and all this stuff so it was kind of the other side of a dating show not where you're being paired up they pair you up with three guys and then i think you pick you either go out with all three or you pick one of the three to be your love connection so yeah i mean i guess i you know I guess we were talking about like game shows. <laughs> They're just yeah. dating shows that we've just that we've just brought up. But I guess they still are considered in the vein of game shows. It's but... not like it's not like a family feud or as we would call it family fortunes though. Because you you can come out with some real stupid answers on those things when you're under pressure you got like 5 seconds to answer like what's Nate um you can get all those compilations on like YouTube and stuff. Yeah, and I think that like there's like a game show network that we have here that like reruns old oh, game shows def- and yeah. stuff like that. We definitely have the yeah. same. It's called it's called Challenge. Uh, it's called Challenge Channel. Um, you know, name 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 a yellow fruit, orange, stuff like that. Oh my! It's gosh. perfect. Yes, but none of these shows you will get murdered on, like The Running Man. So no, that's true. I I'm sorry about the tangent of game shows, but game shows are great. <laughs> And we all love them. <laughs> yes, thank you though, Eric, for that message. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I will. I will make him watch The Running Man at some point. I do have a plan for that. So, yeah, look out for that soon. <laughs> it is. It is but all we... down to you. I. I will just watch whatever you tell me to watch. That is what I do on this That's show. How this works. Yes. Um, and we do have another voice message from our other good friend Carla. Number one fan, Carla. Yes. Yes. So this is a two-part message. <laughs> Carla, come on. Let's keep it to one part, though. I mean, we love you and everything, but cause it's chaos. Yes, yes. Well, hello there. It is Carla. Um, first of all, I want to start talking about Fantastic Beasts because I really want to be in the conversation Ooh. with you guys uh, about that. Um, so, anyways, I love that Harry Potter world. I'm, like, obsessed with it. Um, Prisoner of Azkaban is actually my favorite. Anyways, um, I do agree with Morgan on the whole plot hole thing where people justify um, the plot holes. I mean, as a fan, I just do that all the time, so I totally agree with that. Anyways, the Terminator 2, it's my favorite movie from the franchise. It's the best one. Like, I think the, the story is more solid, and the action is great, and I think... If this movie would have never come out, I feel like people wouldn't have, um, like, visual effects wouldn't have been the same, like, because it, it put the bar so high. And um, in 90s movies, too, because I think people tried to rip, replicate it, but they could never do that. Um, and I do believe we have a part, too. Anyways, um, yeah, I like that term, term too. Um, it did put the bar very high, as I said, I just love that you guys are talking about this film. I don't remember what I voted on the Arnold Schwarzenegger film. I forgot. But anyways, um, just keep doing what you're doing. I love you guys. Um, Janine knows that I love her. And Morgan, yeah, you're awesome. And just keep on talking because I'm telling you, you should be, you should do like an audio, like audio book or something. I will totally listen to it. You have a great voice. Anyways, bye. Carla absolutely loves your voice. 
Apparently, though, Carla wants me to tell you that she loves you. Yes. So I think because she just wants to hear you, you talk. Probably. Oh, thank you. <laughs> Does she just want me to say Carla loves Janine over and over again yes. in that really sing-songy, yes. annoying voice <laughs> that people Probably. use? Um, but she was referring to our discussion when you kind of went off on a fantastic beast. I did tangent. go off on a tangent about and fantastic kind of beasts, how yes. you enjoyed the second one, just because I did you know, enjoy you, the second one. as a fan, could kind of just let those plot holes go. Because no, 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 enjoy. no, no. I did not let plot holes go. I justified just... plot holes in world with facts. Okay, okay. That All people right. thought were plot holes, but maybe actually aren't. Maybe the maybe is the big thing. They might actually be plot holes. I just, you know, feel like Justify me them. and me watching theory videos and such things, um, are have been able to justify them and makes my enjoyment of the movie more, uh, you know, more heightens my enjoyment of the movie. Um, so on that and, point, Carla agrees with you. And on the point of Prisoner of Azkaban is is her favourite movie. It is most people's favourite movie. That is yeah. true. It is the best made. Um, and go, it does have time travel elements. It does have time, does have time <laughs> as, travel. As, as yes. the Terminator does. <laughs> it does. Um, I don't think Prisoner of Azkaban is my actual favourite Potter movie, though. Mine is Goblet of Fire. I mean, Goblet of Fire is a great movie. It's so good. Even though I wish there was so much more in it. Yes. It is a great movie. It's awesome. But I think for me, why I love it is just because, you know, me and my rom-coms and my teen, yeah. you know, teen dramas and dramedies. I love all that stuff. And you yeah. got them kind of growing up and having their little teen romance problems. Like that was like stuff I grew up watching and love. So look though, there's, <laughs> there's not a Harry Potter movie that I don't love. So it's very difficult for me to choose any sort yeah. of favorite um i have i have said this and i will always say this though the half-blood prince is my favorite part of the harry potter story okay. is the is the best way i can i can put that carla and as for your terminator opinions uh terminator one as i have said is my personal favorite but i certainly hope you don't now hate me because of that um because you know I don't know what I don't know what we do if we lost Carla as a fan. Number oh, one fan, yes, Carla. Be very sad. Be very be <laughs> devastating. I would, I would lower myself down into molten metal, and put my thumb <laughs> down because I would be upset <laughs> <laughs> if such a I'm thing sure. ever happened. I'm sure that that is definitely the thing you needed to say to sway Carla to stay. Stay with yes. us. So. Yes. That is, that is all. <laughs> yes, exactly. Um, we love voice messages. They're so great. We do. Thank you guys so much. Um, Eric, did a, Eric did a great job as well by reminding us that we would like to hear what your favourite Arnold Schwarzenegger movie is. Yes, we still have um, two more movies to go in this little series. So We do, yeah. yeah. So, you know, leave us a message. There's always a, a link in, in the description of any... Wherever you're listening to this, um, in any episode, you can you can leave us a uh, a voice message in the, through the through the link uh, to Anchor in the description. 
Um, or just go to Anchor and click on the send voice message thing. Um, because that's there too. And that's probably easier if you go to anchor.fm or the Anchor app and click on the send voice message to, to, to us at It's a Wonderful Podcast. Um, if it's for Morgan Hasn't Seen, we'll obviously understand that it's for Morgan Hasn't Seen with what you are saying on it. Um, yes. We will not mistakenly play it on the wrong show. You will not be hearing <laughs> Eric Monroe talking about The Running Man on Machine Mondays, for example. Yes, that would not yes. make any sense. <laughs> um, but yes, that sort of thing we would... Yeah, we want to hear what your favourite Arnold movie is. Um, mine, I think. Mm. Again, maybe recency bias. It's a toss-up between Predator and Terminator. Ooh, okay. Um, I don't know, what, what is your favourite Arnold movie, Ginny? I, I am pretty fond of our bonus pick, True Lies. Okay. I love that movie. Okay. Yeah. I, I wouldn't know, wouldn't know, haven't seen it yet, and that's the point. And Last Action Hero is highly underrated. Um, it's very meta before that was really a thing. So it was very smart. Um, have so I have we, I got it right that Jamie Lee Curtis is in True Lies? She is. I knew I got that right. I thought I was wrong. I thought it was the other one, Total Recall, no. but it isn't Total Recall. For some no. reason, I always mistake those two movies. Don't know why. <laughs> It's like when I guess people they both begin with a T. I don't know. Maybe, but it's like when I know you mistake uh, actors for actors. Who is it? Lance Henriksen, Malcolm McDowell, and and somebody else. And Terrence Stamp. And they're Terrence all Stamp. like they're all in that similar vein of actor that I kind Ter- of. I understand. <laughs> I, have I, to, un- I have to think a minute. <laughs> I understand, Michael. Um, Mike, did I say? Did I say his name? Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm yes. McDowell. I understand Malcolm McDowell and Terence Stamp, but not Lance Henriksen. Now Lance Henriksen, not old, not younger Lance Henriksen, but now Lance Henriksen. I mean, look, Malcolm McDowell also like, can't grow a beard. The other two can. I guess. There's but... differences there. Terence Stamp screen, has the best voice. Screen three, for Lance sure. Henriksen. <laughs> Um, but I I always love confusing confusion. They all happens. have great voices. <laughs> Terence Stamp's the best though, easily. Terence Stamp was in Eddie Murphy's The Haunted Mansion movie. Let's not forget that. There's a schmo- like... there's a piece of schmodown <laughs> for you. Terence Stamp was in that movie. And yes. Malcolm McDowell was the principal from Easy A, and I yes, loved. Yes, he was. <laughs> uh. <laughs> Talking about the community guard. <laughs> he was very angry and irritated, and I loved him. As I the can't principal. remember the last time we talked about Terminator Two on this episode, Janine. So you know, um, I, I can't. <laughs> before we are in danger of going on for another hour about whether it's game shows or random anecdotes about whatever Ma- Malcolm McDowell movie we want to talk about next, um, I think it may be time to start wrapping up, unless you, of course, have anything else to say on Judgment Day. Um, no, I'm, I remembered loving this movie. It had been a while since I've seen it, um, but I still love it. Uh, 
but I did kind of notice that the action was a little bit overblown. Um, great effects, uh, especially for the time. Love the story. Love that it's kind of independent. But once you get kind of the story of the first one, it just turns into this huge, awesome time travel story. And yeah, it's still a lot of fun. Great action. Great Arnold performance. Great performance. Linda Hamilton. Badass lady. Um, yeah, a lot of fun. Judgment Day or the first Terminator? Mm. Now that I've seen the first one after only seeing it maybe like once or twice years ago, I I, I think I I think I prefer the Terminator yes. the first one. Cause and I just love the thought of it as kind of like a horror movie. Like I, I kind of love that idea and I loved the whole romance. So you know me, I love romance. Yes. <laughs> That, that's what we have to do now. Every time the wonderful theme from the Terminator comes on, we just do... Yes, because Janine prefers the Terminator to this way overblown action movie that's still excellent. But, you know, it ain't the... it ain't it, You know, like I said, it, it might be the best big action movie I've ever seen. It yeah. might, it might be. It is not one of the greatest movies of all time, like people would have you believe. Because it's not thoughtful enough. But it's definitely made a great stamp on pop culture, I think. It certainly so has. Think it's one of the best that, pop that culture speaks, movies of all time. That speaks to, I think, the what's, what's been done in this film. But, you know... It has that sting power... Enough that people aren't seeing Dark Fate because they're so loyal to this one and the story. And but I liked, I felt like from seeing that preview screening of Dark Fate so long ago, I feel like it, it, it does justice to the story and continuing it well. So I'm kind of disappointed that it didn't do better. And people also have to realize that there is a big difference between best and favorite. Yeah. Um, best is something that you really can't judge unless you have seen literally everything ever. So stop saying that's the best, because you don't know that. You're just saying that to yeah. annoy other people. <laughs> the Terminator is my favourite of these two. And uh, that's all there is to say, even yeah. though I do think... And I, I know I've said... Um, or no, because I actually said it not in a horribly dismissive way didn't I? Because I said that Terminator 2 Judgment Day is the best, is maybe the best big action movie I have seen. Mm. Mm. See, if you always, mm. if you add, if you add that on the end as well, you've got to think about the words you use, people. Yes. Just because saying that, you've got to think about the words you use and misconstrue things and then, Especially you know, in this day and age when, yeah, people go crazy. Yeah, people, <sighs> people do whatever they want. It's a minefield out there. It's like it's like the the opening of every Terminator movie where it's twenty twenty nine. Skeletons and there's skeletons <laughs> all over the place and there's rough looking people. And there's adult John Connor with a big scar on his face. Scar on his face, yeah. <laughs> and and stuff like that. Um it's like that out there right now, so be safe, people. And uh you choose your words. <laughs> choose, your choose your words wisely there you go or um, it's judgment day 
<laughs> before it is Judgment Day, which also happens to not only be on Janine's birthday, but the year I was born. Oh, good lord. There's a lot of... There's a lot of... Um, I'm aging myself there. I don't know if I've ever aged you myself are. that thank directly. You. And you're aging me too, so thank you. Not aging you. I feel, you nobody knows I feel old. old. No, I, I, you're just aging me in the sense that I feel older when you say that. <laughs> I mean, you could be five years older. You could be two years older. Nobody knows. Um, nobody has. <laughs> oh, that was funny. Um, Janine, where can they find the show? And where can everybody find you? You can find this show on the It's a Wonderful Podcast feed, along with the feed's namesake show, flagship show, It's a Wonderful Podcast, where I'm on every other Friday with Morgan. I switch co-hosting duties with Nolan Dean, and we're talking classic films. And you can also check out on this very feed, Machine Mondays, every Monday, where I'm talking about schmodown stuff. So, yeah, check out the other two shows and this show on this feed. Um, you can also find me at Janine DeBean on Twitter and Instagram. Check out my Patreon at JanineLC on Patreon.com. Get some awesome merch and check out my art uh, on tpublic.com at G9Design. And, yeah, you can see me on the SEN, the Schmodown Entertainment Network, as Janine the Machine in the current team's tournament with my awesome partner, Ethan Big Time Irwin. There we go, guys. Um, you can, of course, find the feed on Anchor, which is where we host on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, uh, CastBox, Google Podcasts, whole bunch of others, wherever you listen to your podcasts, it it will be there. And if it isn't there, there's something wrong. And I will make sure it is there. I will not rest until every human being is... No, I was going into Terminator mode then. I'm sorry. <laughs> I turned into a Terminator for a little bit there. I was about to say before I eradicated the human race. I know don't wanna, why you cry. Don't wanna... <laughs> <laughs> oh. That was terrible, but hey... I try. It's better, better than I try a, better, for you. <laughs> it's better than my Arnold, which is why I'm not going to do it. You think this voice can pull off an Arnold impression? Not a chance. Um, but yes, guys, you can find the show on all of those uh, places on on Twitter at It's a Wonderful One. Uh, follow me on Twitter at the Purple Dome with the three instead of the E in the because Janine. Three is the magic number. On Instagram at the Purple Dawn, and that is going to do it. Next week, we're talking the new one, the one that very few people are seeing. Um, is it is it technically you know like a disappointment yet, or is it just kind of middling? Uh, it's still it's still a disappointment. I'd say. Oh. But well, I apparently I hear that it's a good movie. And I hear. I mean, that I went to a test like screening it. and I enjoyed it, and I thought it was a great continuation and fit into the story well. And with all the other terrible sequels that came after too, it definitely is a way above all those. So it's really kind of a bummer that it's not doing better. But yeah, that's what we're. And talking. I will talk about my little story of my preview screening and yes. meeting the director and meeting yes. Tim Miller and all of that stuff next week. So yeah, yeah. Big stories, big episodes, wonderfulness on It's a Wonderful Podcast. 
and on Morgan hasn't seen. Uh, next week we do, of course, have Terminator Dark Fate, which is what we're talking about. Is what we just alluded to there before we finish off with True Lies, and then we're on to a new series, a yeah. new a new a new end at the end of year series. That no, I'm afraid it is not Christmas movies. No, it's not. Um, we would never be that predictable. No, and also <laughs> I love Christmas movies, and I've seen many of them, um, if not all of the necessary ones. So. You know, you can't beat me when it comes to Christmas movies. Don't think you can. Don't think you can find... Don't think you can f go ahead and find no Christmas movie series we can do because I'm telling you, Janine, we can't because I've seen them all. Yeah, you've seen pretty much everything. All of them. Um, but yeah, there we go. Until next time, guys, I guess there's only one thing uh, left to do again, though. I will thank Eric and Carla for the voice calls. Yes, and, thank you guys. Um, we hope to hear from other people too. But yeah. until next week, I am on with Nolan on Friday on It's a Wonderful Podcast, the main show. Uh, Janine will be back next week for Machine Mondays. Uh, but go ahead and check out this latest Machine Mondays as well. Um, it's a big episode. You, you were talking about the uh, Schmodown Awards and your picks yes. for them. And a nice yes. message in from Brianne Chandler, which is always nice as well. And I, I know we, we are rambling at the end of this episode, but I just feel the need to also mention that because it was great. And uh, we're doing you. well. We're doing well. I like, I like, I like everything that's going on right <laughs> now. I'm very happy, if a little insane. Um, but... <laughs> Until next time, guys. There's one thing left to do. Janine, count us down. Three, two, one. Bye. Bye.